Listeners, welcome to another episode of Forrest Gump Minute, your weekly podcast where we talk about the movie Forrest Gump four minutes at a time. I'm your co-host Rob and joined as always by my best good friends, Joe and Duff. Hey guys. Hi. What is that? Is that the lady from this minute? Yeah. That was my Oh, that's horrible. (laughs) You're horrible. Do it again. Try do it again. (laughs) Patreon content. So okay. Hi. (laughs) Hi. Everybody gets a second chance. Oh, boy, yes. The scene starts with... Uh... <laughs> you sound like a post-transition Barbara Streisand. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, boy. Am I allowed it, to say this that bad? Is, I shouldn't have said that. I, I think that's allowed. It, you, I mean, you used the correct phrasing, but it was still meant as an insult. <laughs> I'm just... I, how do you know? I A lot of layers to this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let Yentl get back to his stuff. And <laughs> the starts the scene starts with Forrest learning about New Year's Eve and ends with him telling a stranger about the time he got invited to see the president again. Um, as Duff so wonderfully transitioned us, we got some. Su- <laughs> we-, <laughs> we have some Sopranos extras over here, <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> We go back to Long Limb Lenore and Cunning Carla, um, and I, I think it's Long Limb Lenore who, uh, you know, mentions the forest, how New Year's is great since it's a fresh start, and I was wondering, guys... That's eh, not. Okay, that, that, that <laughs> you answered my question. Do you guys look at New Year's as that sort of thing? No. I don't think it's meaningful at all, no. Okay. It just I means, mean, like, for another few days, I'm going to accidentally write the wrong date. On your checks? Well, just... <laughs> I still have to write one check every three months or so. What check do you write? Uh, There's a fee to pay. There's a fee to pay my water bill online, so it's cheaper to pay by check. Uh huh. (laughs) How much cheaper is it, Joe? It's it's more than a stamp to do it. So (laughs) this is this is prime dad behavior right here. (laughs) I I already have the check. What difference does it make? I have the checks. It's like over a dollar. It's like a three dollar fee or something. Oh, a $3 fee. Okay. $2? I don't know. It's over a dollar. Just write a check. I have the checks. What else am I going to do with them? It's not like I order more. This is an Andy Rooney bet right here. What are you talking about? <laughs> what am I supposed to do? No, I, I, I think I agree with your, with your strategy. <laughs> Andy Rooney. Oh, man. What if, Joe got to do, what if Joe got to do that 60-minute segment every week? Is he alive? I think he finally died a few years <laughs> Fi- ago. I love how you said finally died. <laughs> I always get him and Mickey mixed oh, up. Oh, God, can you imagine like if he was planning his death, like him in the coffin store? <laughs> why? Why are these so expensive? <laughs> Just wrap me in cardboard. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's that's a quick answer. None of us really care about uh, New Year's Eve. Um, was he, he was 60 minutes or is he 2020? 60 uh, minutes. It was, 60 it, minutes? Was, okay. it was it oh, was Barbara now, Walters and Hugh Downs. Now Rob Spidey sense is going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I know you're a big 2020 guy. Were you yeah, a 60 was, minutes guy? Uh no, 60 minutes I did not like. Uh but 2020 I enjoyed watching with my parents on Friday night after TGIF. 
That's because um, like sixty minutes, like you know, all jokes aside, like does reasonably hard news, and twenty twenty is like real life exorcisms and things yeah. like that. <laughs> that was That's... the best. We should do an episode just on that exorcism episode. <laughs> Isn't That's... also is twenty twenty the one that had Stossel for a while? Yeah, yeah. John Stossel. Yeah, uh, yeah. I um, I, I I don't know why there's not more. Like I don't know why there's not more merchandise that just has Walters down twenty twenty. <laughs> I want a shirt. Uh, I'm gonna get the the possessed girl tattooed on my arm. Just a picture of her. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Minga. <laughs> <laughs> I like how all impersonations have more or less been the same. <laughs> I, 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 that was the name of the demon, Minga. I know. Oh, was it? How do you remember that? I have vivid. It was. It was, a, it, it was a cultural on, event. I had it on tape. I would watch it with my friends and laugh at it. Oh my god! We are. Let's get back to force here, guys. Oh, we are. This is falling <laughs> all apart. All right, Forrest is thinking about Jenny. All right, he's, it's New Year's Eve. He he mentions like oh, I can't help but think about Jenny. Like yeah, you couldn't help. I, there's also a grade A thousand yard stare from Lieutenant Dan, which I'm so <laughs> fond of. Yes, relate we're, to. We're getting to that. We're not there yet. We're we're, we're but we're getting it. And I agree that. But it's is, that kind of vibe, you know. He Forrest is thinking of Jenny, and Lieutenant Dan is thinking of God knows what. Yeah, that's his, true. His train wreck of a life. Not good thoughts. That's for sure. Um. But instead, guys, we go to California, and we are peak early 70s aesthetic, which I hate. <laughs> I, uh, uh, yeah, expl- they're at the house from Boogie Nights. Yeah, like, I just can't You don't stand, like those? I kind of think they're cool. Like, the, the tie-dye and, like, the weird oh, yeah, textured... sucks. The weird textured mirrors. Leather's okay. But <laughs> everything else is just, like horrible and i it's one of those things where i'm like how is this how people were okay why was this thing we're like what if we just had a tie-dye pillow wouldn't that be cool yeah or it's no like, way. what if what if every color were represented in this room <laughs> it's awful i can't stand it that said hot tubs are fun and there is a hot tub in the background and as joe can attest to i love hot tubbing yeah you love a soak I love a soak. We uh we went on a uh went on a boys trip a couple years ago to uh to Utah and our uh our place. What was the name of the place, Joe? Do you remember? <laughs> I could live here. I could live here. They all had fun names. We had I could live here and it had a hot tub and I was the only person that like every night would go to the whirlpool <laughs> and just hang out in the whirlpool often by myself. I don't think that was anything against me. Um and enjoy the enjoy the enjoy the hot tub life. Duff, are you a hot tubber? Love a hot tub. Oh, it's so good, so good. Why don't you buy one? Cause they're trashy. That's <laughs> when if Rob like, when Rob came. I, I can't. I why would you care? You of all people, you do whatever you want. <laughs> I just. I, when, I when Rob co- came to the Minnesota State Fair last year, he kept saying, "He's like, I want to see where they sell all the hot tubs." <laughs> Yeah, they have met the Wisconsin one too. They and they have a ton of sellers. So, what yeah, percentage of hot tubs are sold at state fairs? I think a pretty high percentage. That's probably their best day, their best time of the year is the the fair going crowd. Do you think they have to sell larger ones in the Midwest? <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Could be absolutely. 
I told you guys I had a hot tub growing up, didn't I? No. Growing up? (laughs) (laughs) So. Like, how old were you when you were in the hot tub? A teenager. In in Spooner, part of the, like, the rites of passage is when you turn nine, you get a hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) My parents. And if you you don't drown, that that means you pass. (laughs) My parents got, God, I don't know how this happened, but (laughs) they bought a used hot tub. (laughs) Oh, Oh my god! I mean, I hear lots of ads for used hot tubs. I just didn't know anyone ever did it. <laughs> That's like buying a used mattress. <laughs> and so we laid some concrete out off of our uh, our deck in the house. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it propped up on cinder blocks? And I wasn't far off. Well, well you know, that's, that, that's fine. Pouring concrete—that's legit. Yeah, you spent time. Oh, you okay. put your hands Pour, in it. Pouring. I thought like you just like <laughs> like concrete blocks. Yeah. <laughs> no, poured concrete, and mm-hmm. then we put it out there. But you know, we were cheap too, so um, <laughs> you could never keep it running. So you had to plan ahead. Like you had to be like, all right, oh, I yeah, think I'm going to yeah. use the hot tub tonight. So then you had to go outside and turn it up, and then uh, and then you know, once it got a couple hours later, you could go out there, you take a shower, and then you'd walk outside and go on the deck and into the into the hot tub and chill out and uh had friends over all guys um yep, of course <laughs> i was about to say like you you had a real leg up there and, i did but then the, i had yeah passed it up well you know the leg up only went so high when it was me <laughs> like like what <laughs> <laughs> and a hot tub levels the playing field a little i think well, it does yeah Especially in like a, a rural country, mm-hmm. <laughs> county, <laughs> rural country. Uh, yeah. So, how long we, did you take you to fill up fill it up with buckets from the well? <laughs> <laughs> it just sort of kept the water in there. Then there was like these weird chemical, like this weird chemical stuff you'd pour into it sometimes to keep it clean. Um, probably chlorine, and uh, and it was nice. You get the little jets on you, and after. Shortly after I went to college, I think my parents were like, well, this thing is stupid. I think my mom, pretty much shortly after getting it, always had this look of like, we got to get rid of that hot tub. And so I think we sold it to someone else. Like a hand-me-down hot tub. Third oh, my ra- God. Third-rate hot tub. Yeah. Uh, but I think I think buying them used is the way to go. <laughs> I mean, it's you put so much chemicals in there, you could – it's probably, you know – it doesn't matter what happened in I there. I mean, it's, it's so hot, you'd think it would kill the germs. That's true. Um, That's true. I don't think it's hot enough to kill the germs. But yeah, if you emptied it and gave it a good clean, I think it'd be all right. You can get all the clean. Yeah, I'm all in on used hot tubs. Maybe I'll start looking. <laughs> yes. My wife my wife does not like them, so there's no way she would accept a hot tub. Molly, I found this great deal on Craigslist. <laughs> we have to rent a truck. Uh, so I, Rob, do they come in pieces? Like hot tubs are big. No, it's one giant thing. At least how we got. It. And I always wonder if my dad like talked to my mom or if he just like my dad was a wheeler and dealer. So I'm sure he just found a good deal. Like <laughs> he, he drove by a- someone's yard and it just said hot tub for sale. <laughs> he went to an someone auction. Was, someone was murdered in it. <laughs> <laughs> he went to an auction and it was probably like seventy dollars. And he was like, "Oh, that's a good deal." <laughs> like he police he, auction. Uh, one time, oh God! <laughs> uh, one time, he was seized from Spooner's biggest coke dealer. <laughs> uh, my, my my the most famously, my dad one time uh, he was at an auction and they you know it was towards the end of the auction and there was like this this wagon 
like a trailer and it was full of just stuff they hadn't sold yet. And so <laughs> my dad was just like, I'll give you $50 for the trailer and everything on it. And like, a, like a trailer like, you pull with a car? Like yeah, a, like with a truck, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and I'm sure so, they were just glad to be rid of it. So he got, he bought it, and then he drove it home, <laughs> and then just put it in our front yard, and had, or he had a, a garage sale, and just sold everything on it individually, and then afterwards he then put the trailer out in our yard and sold it for a couple hundred dollars. God, so <laughs> that's so awesome. God. You know, whenever I feel down about America, I'm gonna remember that story. <laughs> <laughs> Rob's dad, legit, the greatest American hero. Just. Quite so, a moment. So he probably bought that hot tub tr- just to try to get you laid. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> he, he was probably like, "It's like, oh, I'm gonna be a cool dad and get my son hot tub." Oh, probably right. One and of his the- friends is bound to bring an extra girl with him. <laughs> then just some pale, lanky kid emerged from the basement. <laughs> hey guys, have you read about the new Unreal Tournament game coming out? <laughs> Just reading Star Wars novelizations, <laughs> hanging out in the hot tub. Uh, oh, this so is you gone. see, Thrawn is this character, <laughs> Admiral Thrawn. <laughs> okay, we got to move on. Oh my god. Uh, so we got to the seventies house. Yep, and let's talk about. We got some a musical what? interlude, a band we haven't heard yet. In oh, this- <laughs> god. So yeah, this is. Love her madly by the doors. I <laughs> hate this song. Album. I LA. hate it so much. So, it, album "La Woman" peaked at number <sighs> eleven on top one hundred, and that's all I want to say about this I dumb hate song. It. We can't talk about the doors anymore. We I just will. Cannot. I, I have one more tidbit that I found okay. entertaining, and I have a challenge for listeners. Well, mm-hmm. for both of you, but listeners also. So. All right. Keyboardist uh, from the Doors, Ray Manzarek. In 2000, he directed a movie. It's called um, the movie is called "Love Her Madly." uh, He credits he (laughs) co-credits the writing credit to him and Jim Morrison because he was inspired by the song. Mm -hmm. There's (sighs) nothing. There's really nothing on the internet about this movie. It was by all means terrible. It wasn't screened very long. I don't think it's... I At one site said it was on Netflix, but I didn't see it. I can't even find a plot synopsis beyond plot. Three men are dangerously obsessed with the same woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So... Oh, there, any, it has to be out there somewhere. Yeah, so that, you know, I didn't do a deep dive on this, but listeners, have any of you seen Love Her Madly by Ray Manzarek? Send it to us. Yes, or at least describe us more. Who's than in it? No one you've ever heard of. It's on IMDb. It's just there's nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay, unbelievable. So we've uh, got to get our hand. Uh, we got to watch this, and then we got to watch that movie Danzig made. <laughs> <laughs> what a double feature! Yeah, yeah. that'd be cool. Um, all right. Also, uh, uh, and uh, can I also just uh, this is the only thing I wanted to say. It's just such a lazy choice of a song, too. Yes, because it's, it's like, oh, we'll put that in there because she's walking out the door. It's and it's he like, says that in the song. You already sub, have eighteen door songs in your movie. God, it's, it's sub dad humor. It's like even <laughs> even like someone's dad, if they had any reasonable amount of clothes, be like, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> that's too obvious. <laughs> Does Forrest walk through more doors, or are there more door songs in this movie? Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to hazard a guess. 
The next people who do this minute by minute can go through that. So I'm trying to figure out. So that guy's passed out already, and it's not even midnight. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I don't know if that's a if that's live in New York. So then it looks like they're in L.A. So it'd be like it'd be oh. nine o'clock there, unless they're watching it on delay and it's not. You know, we're cutting to later in the night I, and then back to Forest. I don't really know. I like oh. to imagine that but, it's only 9 o'clock, that Jenny's so, just having this horrible New Year's So obviously Eve. they ran out of cocaine because that guy's passed out. Or he OD'd on heroin. Bad smash. He's dead. And they're yeah, going to sell this hot tub to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the hot tub. How are we going to get rid of it? Uh, I know a guy. You know, I know, you know, know a guy. He'll buy anything. <laughs> Among many reasons, do you know why Jenny's so upset? She had gotten the hot tub ready. She had planned it that oh, afternoon. Yeah. Yes. She's like, she's like, can we use the hot tub tonight? Oh, you got to wake up at like six in the morning to get it warmed <laughs> up in time. I'll wake up. No, you're not. You're not going to wake up. Get out the skimmer. <laughs> oh, she's all pissed. That's so perfect. She got the hot tub ready and her old man just ODs by night. <laughs> We've all been there. We've all been there. Oh, boy. Well, guys, happy 1972. Mm-hmm. Hey, was was Heroin by Velvet Underground out by now? Right? It would have been, right? Yeah, they broke up by then, didn't they? So yeah, I think they did. 72? Yeah. yeah I, always, I, I always think Velvet Underground was later than they were, but they were mostly in the 60s, right? Or, yeah, Heroin okay. is 1967. Why not use that song for this scene? It was two on the two yeah. on the nose. <laughs> two on. <laughs> Although to be fair, I didn't see any heroin in the shot. I didn't really see any drugs, but I I didn't look as do uh, we that see, closely. Do we see cocaine in this movie later uh, on? We do, don't we? We see in Jenny's brief suicide. Okay. Pondering. I think there's I a know. mirror with coke on the. I think so too. We'll we'll see. That's where well, I learned about lucky, mirrors. Lucky for you, <laughs> we'll get. There. Yeah, we'll get to it. Um, I will say Forrest gets a double kiss here for this 1972 New Year's thing. That's cool. For by all means, Forrest is starting the year off pretty awesome. Just yeah, think you, just think if you would have had a hot tub. <laughs> I mean, he's visiting New York, else. going to bars, meeting women. That's true. And then we have well, his his friend's not much of a wingman. You know what I mean? No, well, no, <laughs> not true because of what happens after this. That's true. But at this point, this shot. And you mentioned this earlier, this shot of Lieutenant Dan depressed as confetti falls on his head. It's, 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 he's never been more relatable to me. It's, it's he's, an all-timer. He's an all, you know that all he hears in his head is helicopter noises. Oh my God. And, this, and it, he could just hear someone shooting off firecrackers randomly. He looks like Mark Wahlberg in Boogie Nights, just like trying to figure out where he went wrong. Yeah. And and the fact that like it's not because he's in a wheelchair, but because he's in a wheelchair, he's so much shorter than everyone else. Yeah. So you just see his head like right at the bar, like childlike level, and all these people celebrating him. Yeah, maybe he just didn't know it was midnight yet, and that's why he's staring, because he's not sure why everyone's cheering. He can't see the TV. <laughs> Did the ball drop yet? Oh, my God. Oh, poor Lieutenant Dan. Well, things things get a little better for him. Up. Uh, we go back to Lieutenant Dan's apartment for some New Year's shenanigans, guys. Mm-hmm. And during these shenanigans, uh, Forrest is not a fan of Lenore. 
she starts kissing him and uh, she calls him stupid. And that this is the one time I think in this movie, guys, Lieutenant Dan does defend Forrest. Yeah, he flips out, which it it doesn't make a lot of sense because this is like the only time we kind of see him get mad about Forrest being called stupid. Yeah, but it's but he's no one, not the he, one saying it. It's the only time he witnesses somebody else saying it about him, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, so it's kind of like a brother thing where like you can make fun of your brother, but no one else can. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So uh, Lieutenant Dan, <clears throat> he uh, kicks, you know, turns quickly, and he, he kicks him out, and they also turn very quickly, and they start saying some very unpleasant things about Lieutenant Dan. You skipped over where he threw what's-her-name on the bed like a rag doll. Yes, true. He did pick her up and throw her on the bed. At least it was on the He's got some good triceps. Well, I mean, think about it. in a wheelchair, you know. He was able to pick himself off the floor into the chair. That's impressive. Uh, Could you imagine if we just filmed each other trying to do that? (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Where would we get a wheelchair? <laughs> I don't know. But we can, you, can we get those have th- you can get those at thrift stores. Let's go steal a wheelchair. My dad could get you a deal on one of back in the day. <laughs> it's, yeah, I bought this trailer. There's 15 wheelchairs on it. I bet I can get 10 bucks a piece for those outside the VA. This one freezes up like a shopping cart with a penny stuck in the wheel, but... Uh, <laughs> Give it you know, just use it if you use it for just going to the kitchen and back. It's fine. <laughs> and I mean, you know, t- it takes right turns. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah. So they they say some they say some sad things about Dan. Call him a sideshow, a freak, all these things after he falls off his wheelchair. Which I think is why I think when we when we first um uh, last week when we first talked about old Lenore and Carl, I said some unkind things about him, and I think it's because I had this sour taste in my mouth still. This is, it's a lot like when you have to, when you get outed as a podcaster, the kind of abuse <laughs> we have to take. <laughs> I mean, Me- mentally, we climb up into that wheelchair again. <laughs> back I, in that recording booth. Yeah, I get back into my gaming chair with speakers built into it. <laughs> Uh, so we see, as you guys mentioned, we see Lieutenant Dan getting back in his wheelchair. Uh, you know, we go back, you know, the no leg effects. Pretty good. Yeah, um, I think so. Uh, what they did on the commentary, they mentioned they put hula hoops, uh, to make it more difficult for him. I think so he knows, like, so he would probably, like, move his legs in certain ways. Wait, what? So, so like, there's apparently, hoops? like, hula hoops that are, like, around the set, and he's got to, like navigate through them or around them so i i don't i didn't see the footage of it but that's what they mentioned in the commentary they put hula hoops to make it more difficult for him so the movements would be realistic Hmm. okay i mean it kind of makes sense or maybe they were just i think i get it or maybe they were just there to be like don't let your leg go past this i have no idea what the hula hoops did they say if he actually was able to hoist himself up on the chair with his arms uh they didn't i don't think that would be that hard I feel like it's one of those things that is insanely hard, but you're like, oh, I could do that. Yeah, like podcasting. <laughs> Same thing. Um, so I have to say, guys, I never realized this until going at this movie four minutes at a time. But we have uh, Forrest goes, I'm sorry I ruined your New Year's Eve party. I didn't realize that this was like a running joke about him ruining parties. Because while I was watching this, I wrote in my notes, I'm sorry I ruined your sex party. <laughs> 
and then he actually says i'm sorry i ruined your new year's eve party like you um, were in that black panther party yeah you ruined the black panther party and uh i just feel like i'm sorry i ruined your blank party should be something people say a lot yeah sorry i sorry i ruined your podcast party <laughs> um also another thing about forrest uh you know, he was on the no smoking train a little earlier than a lot of people. So good for him. He wasn't a fan of her tasting like cigarettes. Have you ever kissed somebody who was a smoker? No. Have you ever kissed somebody? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pleasant, I can say. The cigarette part or just kissing? Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems like it'd be real gross. Because, you know, without kissing him, you can tell when someone smoked. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. Like with their breath. If they're like close if they're, to. Are you talking about like if they're a smoker or if they've just had a cigarette? Cause if means... they just had a cigarette. Yeah. Um, they're a smoker. I guess, I guess I'm assuming they're the same thing, but you're right. They're not. Well, I mean, like I think of a smoker as someone who is probably addicted and just, you know, they have to take smoke breaks at work and they have like. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Whereas like, you know, people who smoke socially, if they have a cigarette, like. And it was recent. That's not quite a huge deal. If I'm sure. kissing them, that is. So back on the bench, guys. We go back to the park bench, and uh, Forrest is talking to this guy. I think he's been talking to this guy for a while. I, I was originally keeping track of the bench people, and I've since just totally forgotten to do that. Um, but he's talking to this old man who's very interested in his stories, um, and we find out that he is going back to see the president again. Um, he just which we. I mean, that old dude's interested because he just got done telling a pretty seedy story about... <laughs> That's true. <laughs> about his friend having sex with a woman in the room. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. How does that story... Like, that is a fascinating thing. Is like, what does that story sound like from Force actually saying it? Like, he's telling him how she tastes like cigarettes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, though, I guess that was monologue. We don't know if he told that. That's true. But, but still, it's But at any rate, I just like to imagine that he told this old dude just every little detail. It would be interesting if All right, here's here's a here's a thought experiment for you. What if every time he was talking to someone at the uh at the park bench, we saw their variations of what he was telling them in their head, like how they pictured it. So, like, stylistically, the movie looked different depending on which park bench person he talked to. <laughs> yeah, they have a, it's an anthology movie with a different director. Yes! Like now, it. that's a Forrest Gump remake I would watch. Yeah. That would be interesting. I'm, I'm legit on board. It would be like uh, Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, but with Forrest Gump. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like imagine that that first the the first woman who he was talking about like his granddad and everything like what her vision of what he was saying would actually look like would be. I don't think it'd be the Norman Rockwell view we get when the movie's actually showing <laughs> her, it. Her version would be like a Spike Lee movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the people who are only half listening, it's all like jump cuts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Duff, we have some music that we're not talking about, right? Yeah, we have a song that I honestly thought was by Leonard Skinner, but it's not. It's a band called Canned Heat. Canned Heat. They are a blues rock band, uh, and they, I think this was their biggest hit, Let's Work Together. Uh, This was a blues song from the early 60s that kind of got passed around by a couple people and under various covers. 
but it was eventually released with a b-side called let's stick together which was it was like the same rhythm <laughs> and the same chorus but it was about staying married okay um, so but this version was released in august 1970 on the album future blues hit number 26 on top 100 uh canned heat i looked a little bit into them and it's blues rock is not a passion of mine and i i didn't really recognize a lot of their stuff but one thing that was funny is that they're one of these bands that's been around like 50 years and just has had an obscene amount of members uh, <laughs> i i went to the wikipedia and counted and i think i I got fifty-four people have been in Canned Heat. Oh my god! Wow! <laughs> did they? Did they? Were they all as passionate about preventing botulism as the people who named the band? <laughs> uh, the only constant member uh, from nineteen sixty-eight, I think, through the present, is Aldolfo Fito de la Para. Wow! What a on, name on drums and vocals. Uh, Canned so, heat. So I thought that was interesting, and the other thing I thought was pretty funny, uh, Brian Ferry did a cover of this song in 1976. Brian Ferry of Roxy Music. Oh, okay. All right, that's I learned some stuff, Duff. Thank you. That's I think about all you need to know about <laughs> canned canned heat. heat. Oh, Joe, do you have anything to add? Uh, I think we covered it. All right. Well, Talked listeners, a lot about hot tubs. A lot about hot tubs, a little bit about the doors, um, some about my dad. Uh, listeners, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Gump Minute. You can also go to our Facebook group called Box of Chocolates. You can go to that by going to ForrestGumpMinute.com slash chocolates. And finally, if you just can't get enough of us, you can go to Patreon.com slash The Midnight Boys. And for as little as $2 a month... You can get more content. Everyone needs that content. Guys, we'll be back next week with another four minutes of Forrest Gump. Happy the days while I'm mending the nets Till once more they ride high out to sea